Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Joshua Scoen, a domain investor and partner of DNWE.com, a zero commission trading platform aimed at making the domain buying and selling experience seamless. Today, Josh and I discuss how early careers in tennis and marketing introduced him to domain investing. Josh then shares how he netted $15,000 from a .io sale, but not before losing money hand registering new GTLDs and .vip, .rentals, and .real estate extensions. Next, Josh and I talk tools, strategies, and types of domains he's invested in and uses, including how he became a partner of dnwe.com. I also get Josh to open up about his best and worst domain investing moments that helped to shape and mold him as an astute domain investor. And lastly, Josh shares a few sales like how he sold ruby.io for $88,000. Yeah, $88,000. And we talk a bit about what's on the horizon in the near future for him. So with that, Josh, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today. Hey, Alvin, thanks for having me. Yeah, certainly, man. It is uh, Memorial Day, and here we are recording a podcast. <laughs> hey, is that exactly. No better day to do it. I, I didn't realize when we scheduled this, I was like, oh, that is Memorial Day. Okay, uh, well, I, I hope it works for him. Yeah, yeah, I uh, actually had no idea either, but hey, just hanging out, so it's all, all good. I'm I'm free and, and available. Domainers have no clue what day it is other than no. it's either time <laughs> to sell a domain or buy a domain. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pretty pretty much all days are the same. So doesn't matter if it's a holiday, doesn't matter if it's a weekend or weekday. Every day is just a day. Awesome. So man, hey, are you doing this full time or do you you still have other ventures? Yeah, I pretty much do domaining full time, whether it's my investing or, you know, working on a couple software products, one of which being DNWE, which I'm sure most of your audience is probably familiar with. So yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much full time in the domain space across kind of those two things: investing and and running, you know, the software stuff. Right now, you haven't always, I guess, been buying and selling domains. Like, I guess, what did you do prior to joining the industry? Yeah, uh, prior to that, let's see. I so after college, I uh, taught tennis for a little while here in Phoenix, um, Arizona, where I'm I'm still located, and. I uh, had a brief little stint over in Hawaii, which was pretty fun for uh, for a summer teaching tennis over there. And uh, that was back around like 2010. And then I uh, came back to Phoenix and uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why. But I a- after that, I, I got involved in marketing and I worked for a digital agency here in, in Phoenix. Yeah, I was doing that for about five and a half years, I want to say. And I got into the uh, domain industry maybe about six months before I left the marketing world. So yeah, that's what I was doing before. I was mainly doing sales for the uh, digital agency and yeah, a little eh, dabbled in some of the actual marketing fulfillment too. But yeah, that's the world I was in before. And uh, it actually led me to domains because uh, I met someone through that, through that job uh, that was heavily involved in the domain industry. So that's how I got in. It's kind of crazy. I one one thing leads to the next, and what you're currently doing, you have no idea where it may lead you to. Uh, tell me about it. I, after all, I'm hosting a podcast and never saw <laughs> that coming. So there, yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey, so tell me this then. So from tennis to marketing, like how do you make that jump? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. 
yeah, you know, the, the tennis thing is kind of just, you know, I, I grew up playing and, and, and everything. And so I kind of wanted to do something fun for a little while and not super serious after college. So that, that's what that was. And then after I got back, I, I didn't really know, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, I, I kind of more got a generalized degree uh, in, in college, not, you know, a specific trade, like a doctor or accountant or, you know, anything like that. So I could go in really any direction I wanted to go in and marketing, I guess, just, uh, I don't know, had a certain appeal to me. So I just kind of was searching for what to do and jumped, jumped into this, this agency here in Phoenix and yeah, was ended up being there for, for, uh, for quite a while. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can call five and a half years quite a while, but I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess it is in the mining world. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's very true. So that's, yeah, there wasn't really any rhyme or reason as to why I jumped from, you know, teaching tennis for fun to working at a marketing agency, but just kind of how it worked out. Now from a, I guess from a family background now, were there, was there anybody else in your family that's been involved in sales and marketing or was this kind of the first foray? Not necessarily like uh, digital marketing wise, but, or, or marketing agency wise, but uh, my, my family is pretty much into real estate as well as uh, billboards. Uh, starting with my my grandpa, he uh, founded a billboard company back in the day. So my family, I guess you would say, is definitely involved in the advertising space, one hundred percent, pretty pretty heavily involved in there. And so maybe that had a little influence with with me wanting to kind of get in that space as well, more on the digital side versus the actual physical advertising, which you know out of home billboards is. So my my family definitely had a had a background in advertising. That's that's for sure. Awesome, man. So you, you probably picked up some things just unknowingly, just having been around, you know, your grandfather, as well as your parents and, and so forth, just the family business. Yeah, yeah, probably growing up, just hearing stories. And my, my, uh, my dad, he, he worked for my, my grandpa's company for quite a while doing sales. So he dabbled in that. And yeah, I, I definitely had some exposure to that growing up. So yeah. Maybe that had a little bit of influence and maybe helped a little bit. I'm not sure how much, but yeah. <laughs> so then fast forward to, I guess, having that aha moment in terms of, you know, domains. Like, what was that first moment that you noticed or when did you notice? Like, hey, wait a minute. I think I might actually be able to make a living at buying and selling domains. Or did you even realize, I mean, well, I guess first and foremost, did you even realize an industry existed? And then obviously answering that other question of just when was that aha moment for you? Yeah, no, I definitely had no idea that a domain industry existed uh, prior to, to getting involved. And, you know, it's, it's weird because I think before, probably before anyone ever gets into domains, they don't really have any idea what the domain industry is. They probably haven't really heard of it. Um, they don't know that all this buying and selling happens all the time. And, you know, I, I always go back to when I was working at the marketing agency, you know, uh, it was it was all digital. Right. So dealing with web, websites and, and all that fun stuff. So, you know, you're 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 around, you know, what what does every website need? It needs a domain name. But I think unless you're really in the domain world, you, you don't really give those domain names a second thought. You know, I, I never I had so many clients across 
various different verticals. And, um, you know, we built websites for them and did their marketing. And uh, I never once really gave a gave a second thought to what their domain name was and whether it was good or bad or whether it was long and short or whether whether it was long or short or whether it was a dot com or, or something else. You know, I, I just never really even it never even crossed my mind. So that's one thing that I actually always try to remember when I'm talking to people that aren't in the domain industry is they're probably like I used to be they probably have, you know, they probably never think about domain names ever. So yeah, my perspective definitely changed once, once I got in, because now you're noticing every little thing you're like, Oh, this domain is one character too long from being great, you know, or, or, Oh, they're using a dot net instead of a dot com. Yeah. Those things just, they just didn't happen before, before I, I, I got in and Really, the I guess the aha moment. Uh, it's I guess maybe tough to put my finger on it, but you know, I, so I met uh, someone that's local here in Phoenix in the in the industry. I think after meeting them, I took a took a dive into into domains. You know, started looking up what these things sell for, and there was definitely a little bit of an aha moment there. Uh, being like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is, this is crazy. <laughs> but, you know, obviously when you're first starting out, you're not, you're not making that much uh, because, you know, you're doing a lot of learning, you're wasting a lot of money. So really that aha moment, I think maybe a better way to phrase it would be kind of some validation that I could make money was, was when I had my first pretty solid .io sale which was the sale of give.io back in 2017, maybe I sold that one. And that one, it's public. I sold it for 15800 And that was a $15,000 profit in, I think, three months. So up until that point, you know, I, I just had some smaller sales. So once you get that first, that first pretty good one, you're like, wow, okay, maybe, you know, one, there is money to be made here. And, and two, maybe I can actually do it. So kind of validated both of those things and gives you the confidence to keep, to keep going. I'm still back at 15,000 in three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, hold on. Wait, 15,000 yeah. in three months was, so that, was that a hand range? That was no. So I, I bought the domain name from, from some guy for 800 bucks. And that was actually back then kind of, you know, uh, maybe a little bit on the higher side for, for buying a good .io domain, or maybe kind of on the upper, the upper edge of, of what was reasonable to spend on the .io. And, you know, now that's totally changed, you know, it's like changed tenfold. Right. But um, yeah, you know, obviously it was a great buy and you have some luck mixed in there. And I think I did a decent job negotiating because I think I, you know, probably could have taken eight or 10,000, but I kind of kept pushing. And at the end of the day, I was just like, well, even 15,000 sounds nice. So let me, let me throw out 15,800. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's where we ended up, ended up at. So yeah, that was a pretty good taste of, of some, some quick, some quick profit. And I know it's, it's not always like that, but when you get that, kind of early on, like within your first year of, of domain investing, you're kind of like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing something right. And let's just keep, let's just keep going. Then I guess now, did you start out buying auctions or hand or was it a mixture of both? 
it was definitely a mixture of really crappy hand registration <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, in, in, in alternate, uh, you know, the, the new G's like, um, Uh-oh. like I, yeah, like, like dot, I think about a dot rentals and maybe a dot something else like a dot real estate or, uh, you know, I don't even know what, and, and thought it was solid gold, you know? Uh, so it was my, my friend and I, and my, my friend, he, he didn't end up kind of continuing in, in domain. She just wasn't really too intrigued, but I remember we, we both were, you know, looking at these, uh, you know, city geos and dot rentals. And we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like realtors are going to pay us so much money for these. And of course that didn't end up working out. I remember I, I, um, I, I hand registered so many dot VIP domains for like 50 cents a piece and those didn't end up working out. And then, so yeah, there was, there was all that. And then there was definitely the auctions as well. I got pretty heavy into GoDaddy auctions and looking at, uh, looking at probably primarily Shane's list every single day. And I, I knew I was pretty obsessed when I found myself, you know, on the golf course, not really being able to focus anymore because <laughs> I was, I just had my phone, you know, I was always sitting in the cart on my phone, just trying to win these auctions and just nonstop buying and buying. And I, yeah, I literally shot some horrible scores during that period of time because I couldn't focus. <laughs> I was just too obsessed with, with all the auctions. So for um, what? Yeah, for yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, for? I, probably, <laughs> I probably hit some people with, uh, with, with some balls during that period. Some some shanks, some wayward shots. But, uh, yeah, that's how I. That's yeah, that's definitely how I got started. So terrible hand regs, which I ended up dropping most of, and auctions. So, and I, I have to think probably most people get get started in the auctions because I mean, what's what's there's nothing really more exciting than an auction, you know. Yeah. And so when you when you first get into domains and you're like, oh my god, there's hundreds or thousands of auctions every single day. This is this is incredible, you know. You you just get glued to it and you want to try to win everything, even though you don't really know what you're doing. Right. Uh, now, let me yeah, ask you this. Fun. So then in terms of registering new G's, now you, you mentioned you registered in .real estate, .vip, and likely some others. Now, in terms of that not working out, how did that help you adjust your domain investing strategy or did it? I think uh, I was just like, okay, let me, let me stick to .com <laughs> and, uh, and some of the more popular ones like, like .io, which I, I got pretty into hunting those down in 2016. But yeah, I think I kind of quickly realized that there was a reason why all of these were were still available, like all of these dot VIPs and all of these dot rentals. But, um, you know, in the beginning, didn't didn't really realize I was like, Oh, my God, nobody's taking these yet. These are worth a ton. But yeah, it, it definitely pushed me toward towards, you know, and I think probably the reason was is I, I think if I go back in my email, I believe I tried to outbound some of those dot rentals that I had just picked up and uh, didn't really have much luck. So then I was like, hmm, yeah, maybe I should just stick to the most popular uh, extensions and, and go that route. That makes sense. Just the other day, I was actually uh, getting gas and, you know, just having to look around. And obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm always posting domain sightings in the wild. And I mean, yeah, I happened to this. look over and it was like an info at Rand c dot services and i mm -hmm. literally had to do a double take i was like what in the world? i was like man i've not seen a dot <laughs> services ever in the wild or if i 
you know, if I have, it's like, man, well, yeah, I've slept between then and it's not, and it was nothing stellar because I didn't remember it. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, but it made me think about, I was like, man, are people, is the general public aware of these new G's? And I would likely say that they're becoming more aware, but in regards or in relation to the legacy.com.org.net, probably not so much. I mean, what, what's your take? Yeah. Yeah, probably not so much. I think in certain sectors, they probably are realizing them a little more because I remember when I was first starting out, I was driving around town and noticed some dot church domains on, you know, outside of some churches around town. So I think maybe in the church world, maybe, you know, maybe in that world, people know dot church just because it seems like a, you know, decent amount of churches are using them. I'm you know, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't talked to anyone or asked anyone outside of a church, <laughs> right? you know, about that. But And I, there are so I, many I, churches. Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah, like there's exactly. a church like on every other corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think probably some of them have a little bit more awareness, but I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even really know that adopt services existed until you just said it. So, you know, for people that are in the domain space, if they don't really, you know, know all of them, how how would people outside the industry uh, know about them? But yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, and who knows? They probably think, hey, maybe the dot com just fell off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then in terms of so going back in terms of some of the hand reg and really getting into the auctions, like what was your strategy when you first started out in terms of just buying domains was it that you did you have a strategy or just kind of were you going after whatever that day's auctions were i definitely don't think i had much of a strategy i think i was <laughs> i was re- i was reading the blogs for sure and, and like i mentioned definitely checking out shane's list every day and i'm i'm not sure when, when i first uh, i'm trying to remember when i first started using expireddomains.net to you know do my own searches without relying without relying on the marketplaces themselves or lists like, like chains or, you know, some of the other ones that were out there. But yeah, it was really just looking at what was happening that day. Oh, this domain sounds pretty cool. Oh, this one's probably worth a million bucks, even though, <laughs> even though it's probably worth not much, but I was just trying to, like I said, I mean, I was so obsessed every single day, you know, I'm just trying to pick new things up and new things up. So it was really just, seeing what was what was going that day and jumping on in at some of those auctions. And I probably I, I think I liked brandables in the beginning, like, you know, kind of two words stuck together or two word phrases, stuff like that, I think was if I look back. Oh, and also geos too. I definitely liked uh geo.coms. I mean I, I think some of the first ones I picked up at auction were were citydentist.com or citydentistry.com, stuff like that. So I was I was all about those, but yeah, I, I I don't think I was really planning out like oh this name is coming up in in two weeks. Let me mark it on my calendar. So then you were doing really brandables and uh, I guess the geo like the geo service uh, domains. Now were you buying and holding or were you you buying and flipping those? I did do some flips. I, I did do I did do some flips in the beginning. I, I think. I was mainly probably holding most everything, and I I got started with a uh, with an FD marketplace. I thought that was super cool. So shout out to FD. I so I mean I just 
uh, took so much joy in in adding each of those to my my marketplace every day and <laughs> and, and and making logos. I remember I spent so much time making logos for the marketplace and making it look all pretty. So, but no, I, I did do some quick flips. Um, I remember, I think probably my first ever domain sale was, was a flip. It was, um, I think I probably bought it on Flippa. It was road-maps.com. And I just thought that one was amazing. And I, I think I bought it for 20 bucks. And then I think I flipped it for 20 bucks. So uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't make anything. <laughs> I didn't make anything, but um, yeah, I realized that mm, this domain I bought isn't really that good. But it probably actually helped me understand the sales process a little bit and uh, the transfer process too, which are two pretty important things to get some experience in uh, when you're just starting out. So you know, even if even if in the beginning. Uh, as a newer investor, and I know maybe we'll touch on this later, but if you can just make some sales just to break even or just make a few bucks, um, even if it's one or two bu- one or two dollars or five dollars, just to get experience with how to do transfers, how to communicate with with sellers, stuff like that, I think that's invaluable. Yeah, hitting hitting the singles uh, while while yeah, yeah. you know envisioning the home while run learning. and grand slam, yeah. it's like work with the singles. I mean, and I, and you hit that that perfect point that. For those that are getting started, it definitely you've you've got to hit the singles. Um, and those are things that you likely don't hear about. Obviously, if you're you're following us on Twitter, you're seeing things like, oh, this domain sold for thirty five hundred dollars. This domain sold for forty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but there are a lot of domains that go for you know one fifty, fifty, seventy five, uh, two hundred, and you'll never hear about those domain sales. Yeah, um, no, and people no, are no, doing no. those like a dime a dozen, but they just don't report them. Uh, one because they just, in comparison to that forty five hundred dollars, so you're kind of like, okay, yeah, big deal. You sold some for forty five to fifty bucks, but that forty five hundred, it's like, oh yeah, everybody's gonna applaud that, but not necessarily the single. So I, I certainly agree in for terms sure. of getting getting those reps, if you will, under your belt in terms of being able to do what you said, which is to get familiar with the sales process get familiar with the communication path. Um, and as well as just transferring and getting comfortable with all those things, uh, just the rudimentary things of a buying and selling domains. And so, you know, I, I certainly applaud that in terms of what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And if I, if I look at my list of sold domains, going back to, you know, the, the first one, those those first few were definitely definitely some single for sure. <laughs> but um yeah. So so tell me this. So I mean obviously you had those singles early on. Like how did you make the jump? Because not a lot of people realize like you jumped from what seemed like geoservice brandables to all of a sudden you're like buying single dot com names. Like how what was that process like? And when yeah. did that happen? So so actually one of the first domains I ever bought was a domain for, for, uh, I paid $20,000 for a domain name pretty early on because I, I thought it was oh. amazing. And actually, it, it actually is pretty good. It actually, <laughs> so it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, Lamont.net or Lamont, you know, like, like the race, right. uh, the, uh, the F1 race. Yes. Yeah, so it was L E M A N S.com. So I did take that. I, I actually probably before I started buying a lot of the the smaller stuff. I, I saw that one in an auction on Flippa. I guess I, I really loved it, and I went for it. I remember I I I didn't really know how the Flippa auction process worked, 
And so I remember staying up all night and I was, I was going to play golf the next morning, uh, really early at a course pretty far away, but I, I didn't know how the flip the auction process worked. And I didn't know that those auctions would get extended. You know, if someone bid at the last minute that you would get alerted. And so I was just like glued to my computer uh, all night. You know, then after I found out, I was like, man, I could have slept and like got, a, got, got, you know, alerted, <laughs> alerted if I got outbid. So anyway, so I ended up buying that one for 20,000, which was pretty silly because I didn't really know what I was doing. Luckily, luckily it was actually a pretty good domain name, uh, which I, I later sold for a little profit. But funny enough, I, I stayed up all night and I was so pumped. I'm, I'm seeing dollar signs in my, in my eyes. And I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm driving out to this golf course. I'm like, oh my God, I just got this domain for 20,000. I'm going to sell it for 250 grand. This is amazing. <laughs> and um, I don't, I don't know if I, if it was because I was like, I was so happy at that point and like so pumped that I ended up shooting my best round ever on like one hour of sleep. It was crazy. I shot a 76 um, at this course out in, in kind of the outskirts of Phoenix on like one hour of sleep. And I think I was just, I, 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 I think I just had like an, a euphoric feeling in my body. Like the whole day, I was like, this is incredible. I just won this great domain name. I'm going to make so much money. Pretty, pretty crazy. But after that, I definitely dialed it back a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I definitely was, was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend this much money anymore. And I kept dabbling in the brandables, in the, in the geos. I did some outbound on the geos to get some sales. And then somehow I discovered the, the .io space. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how, but that was kind of my first level up because I started hunting down one word .ios and uh, getting some pretty good ones of those. And then the jump to the one word .coms, I don't really remember how, you know, aside from that lamons.com purchase um, later on, I don't really remember how I made that jump. It was probably just something like, well, I'm picking up all these one word .ios. Let me try my hand at a .com. So let's go back to that $20,000 purchase. Because for most people, man, I mean, let, let's be real. Like buyer's remorse sets in. You buy it and you're like, oh, shoot. You know, I, I'm happy, but oh, well, wait a minute. Hold on, y'all. Did I? Did, oh, geez. Did I really just buy this? Like, <laughs> did that set in or, or not, I, not, so, not so much? I... I'm trying to remember. I think it, I think it, I think it did a little bit. I think it did a little, I, I think I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just spent all this money on one domain. Yeah. I, I think I, de it definitely set in. And then, and then when the domain didn't sell, you know, for all this, all this, uh, all this money, I think I quickly realized that my original thoughts on it were maybe not correct, that yes, it was a good domain, but it wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to get rich quickly. And that's also one thing that a lot of people think when they first come into the industry is they're going to buy, you know, one or a few domain names and make hundreds of thousands or millions super quick. So I, I definitely did realize that. But I think even though I spent that money, I knew that I had a good domain name. So I think I was decently comfortable with it versus buying, you know, spending a bunch of money on a bunch of, a bunch of junk, which I, I did do, but not $20,000 worth. In a sense, maybe I got a bit lucky that I, you know, that $20,000 purchase wasn't maybe, you know, like a thousand really terrible domain names or something like that. At least it was something that, that I could resell 
if if need be, or you know that would probably gain some value. Yeah, I tell most people, hey, listen, before you go out and spend twenty thousand dollars on domain names, just go buy a midsize sedan, go park it in a parking garage or <laughs> some type of storage. Wait ten years and let's let's take our chances on that versus the yeah. other way around. Um, exactly, because because you really when you start out, I think a lot of it is, and you said it, it's like this euphoric feeling of I've got something. I think I'm ahead of the curve. Um, and for, for what it's worth, domain name investors, at least everyone that I've run into or met to a certain degree, there is a bit of visionary there. So you often see something either long before the time it come, it comes to be, or just right as it comes to be. And so that can be that can be a little dangerous, especially when you're always living in that place of the future. Um, and depending on how far, you know, because sometimes it, it could be, oh, well, this thing is going to hit, but it may take us 15 years to get there versus, oh, it's going to hit and it's going to hit in the next six months. And so it's it, it can just be so dangerous. And so I think you like you said, you once after that first one and then you realized, oh, shoot, yeah, it's going to take me a while to sell. Yes, it did sell. But look at the holding, not only the purchase co- purchased uh, price and cost, but just how long did it you know, take you to hold it in terms of time before you were able to you know, get your money back out of that? And that's something that you, know, you have to take account for each and every domain. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely wouldn't advise people, you know, unless you just have a ton of cash sitting there, I, I definitely probably would advise people to learn and study before just jumping in there. And there's so many great resources now to be able to to learn before you actually act and, and buy. That is for sure. Now, you know, kind of switching things up here. So you also have a partner by the name of Josh. Obviously, uh, we know you all as Josh and Josh. And so <laughs> yeah. like, how, how, like, how did y'all meet? And then what made y'all go, you know what, let's, let's go in partnership and do DNWE? So I don't know exactly how we, we started chatting. Uh, I wish I could remember, but it, I don't know if it was in a chat group or, or something, you know, one of those Skype groups. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how we first started chatting, but yeah, we, I don't know. We, we just started talking a bunch um, about, about domains and, and, you know, became friendly and everything. And then I remember at, I want to say it was NamesCon in January. Uh, I think it was the last one. The last one that was in Vegas, uh, whatever year that was, maybe 2019. 2019 it was. Yeah, so 2020 yeah. it came to Austin and then it was never right. to be again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. I, I enjoyed it in Austin. It was cool. But yeah, so so after we've been chatting for a while online, as you, you do with people in the domain industry, you, you become friends online pretty much until you eventually meet in person. And then, yeah, I remember we we uh, we met up at at uh, might have been the ICA dinner actually at at the NamesCon in Vegas, and yeah, then we just stayed friendly and stayed in touch. And then, yeah, we we you know did some uh, some domain deals together, some buys, some some flips, stuff like oh, that. Nice. And yeah, and then um, Josh was you know he he started up BMWE. And then he basically um, wanted me to, to come on board and, and, you know, I thought it was a really cool idea and I, I wanted to be a part of it. So, yeah, so let's, let's do it. And this was about maybe February or March of, of last year of 2020. 
that I uh, came aboard. So maybe about a month after DNWE launched. And yeah, so that's, that's how it came to be. Um, we figured we would probably work pretty well together. Yeah, bring some, some good synergy. And so then prior to DNWE then, so you guys actually partnered, I guess, to, to buy and sell a couple of domain names. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe we did uh, before we, we actually did the DNWE stuff. And actually, I, I think probably that, that helped with, uh, you know, developing some level of trust with, with each other. You know, him trusting me, me trusting him, because we had done some, you know, deals together involving, you know, real money and, and reputations and, and things like that, that you don't really want to mess up. That probably led to us being like, all right, well, yeah, let's, I, I think we can do well together with, with DNWE. So, hmm. yeah, we dabbled. I, I remember, I think we did some flips some acquisitions, you know, where we both went in and, and some flips. Now, yeah. did those flips and acquisitions, I guess now from your vantage point in terms of of where you were at uh, as a domain investor, now did that help you level up as an investor by, by any stretch of the imagination in terms of, you know, how you all went about buying as well uh, or rather acquiring and then divesting of those assets? It's a good question. You know, I, I think it's all it's all practice. You know, every <laughs> every deal that you do is you gain experience in in that way. I you know, and and obviously the money that you make from from flips definitely helps with having more money available to to spend on future domains to to level up in in that sense. So yeah, I would say so. All of them, all of them probably definitely helped. And then when you see when you see success in being able to acquire certain types of domains like like you know like i was or, or we were able to do yeah it gives you confidence that you can you can keep the train rolling and, and do it again you know have some repeat success that's interesting because it makes me think about like you know could for you could you identify and say you know and this falls both ways obviously the first being what was one thing that so far that you go you know what, I'm glad that I did this because it actually opened me up, you know, or leveled me up as a domain investor uh, to to be able to get into like the the land of of uh, one word dot coms. And then the other side of that is, you know what, man, I wish I wouldn't have done this because this is what happened. Um, and it was the negative, you know, uh, fallout. So it's like, had, do you have those moments in your mind of like, oh, shoot, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And then it's the, oh man, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. So I think the, the, I'm so glad I did that would probably be networking uh, in the industry. I think that's, I think that's pretty key. And for me, I got into the industry in April of 2016. And then I, I flew to Vegas, not really knowing anyone, you know, maybe having chatted with a few people in the industry uh, during that, you know, from April until the the next names con, which was January of 2017, I just decided, you know, I got to be at this event. I got to, I, I, I have to network. I have to meet people. Um, even though I, you know, don't really know anyone, I'm going solo and which is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So, and that ended up to be a really great experience and something I was super happy I did because in the domain industry, Yes, there's a lot of sharing of of knowledge. There's a lot of, you know, there's a, there's all the blogs. There's public sales data, things like that. But the things that you can learn in in private conversations with others in the industry, with other successful 
uh, domain investors is really invaluable because oftentimes you're going to hear about, you know, stories of how deals came, came to be or negotiation tactics that were used that just isn't really public knowledge. Or you might hear about a sale price that wasn't that wasn't made public that maybe you know gives you a better idea of of where the market's at for certain types of domain names. So yeah, the networking, getting to know people, having those conversations is something that I'm super, super glad that that I did. And I would encourage anyone once conferences go back in person, even if you don't, even if you're just getting started. Uh, even if you don't know that much yet, and even if you're more of a shy person, just get out of your comfort zone. Just go to these conferences. Everyone's super friendly in this industry. Go chat. Everyone's willing to help. And uh, yeah, just don't don't be afraid. Don't be don't be too shy. As far as what I'm glad I something I'm glad I didn't do. That's a good that's a good question. You know I, I um, you know uh, obviously we we chatted about hand registering all of the new G's and stuff like that and wasting some money there. And, but, but then again, I think everything that you fail at helps you move forward in the right direction. So it's, it's tough to say that I really regret the, the failures. Yes, there was money wasted and time as well. But again, it just helps you move in the right direction and, and gain experience, even if, stuff doesn't work out. So I don't know. I, I can't try to think there's really anything else that I, that I really regret or wish I didn't do. I don't know. Well, uh, the good news is you don't, you don't really have to even think about it or, or there's not yeah. anything that's just there. So I'm like, okay, well that, that's awesome. Cause it's always the, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, it was that one time that, you know, I spent millions. Um, I believe it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I believe, uh, Deepak, he was telling me, you know, how he lost millions behind like dot Moby. And I was like, man, brother, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know that I, <laughs> I, I don't want to learn that lesson. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that would be, that would be tough. That would be tough. <laughs> um, one, because I mean, unless you have a ton more money to then still spend on domains to improve, you know, you, right. you might be, your, your bankroll might be done. So, exactly, and and that could hurt. You know, that could hurt a lot. So yeah, luckily I I didn't lose or waste anything nearly to that level. Right, and fortunately for him, he got it back. But it's just oh, I'm like, well, man, it's good. it's the idea behind. Yeah, I lost that, and then I had to work to get it back. To get uh-huh. it back, yeah, just to be at square one, you know, <laughs> right. just to be back. Right, yeah, that's that's tough. So then tell me this in terms of, you know, one of the things that I've noticed just about you just over the years, just kind of watching, seeing you, you know, kind of up close and personal, if you will, like your ability to say no um, when approached about a given a, a given domain of yours that you own, when someone wants to purchase it, like tell me where where do you get that? that place to be, you know, just remain calm, even though there's money on the table of just being able to say, you know what? Nope. I'm good. Nope. I'm good. Like, where does that come from? That's a, that's a good question, but I definitely think it's probably key to, to getting bigger sale prices. Uh, You know, there's probably no disputing that. I think one, you probably have to be in a, you know, a decent 
financial place. You you have to be you ha- you have to know that if you say no, you're you're not going to be living out on the street. You know, you're 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 still going to have food on the table. So that's that's one. Um, and two, you probably have to actually you know love your domain names quite a bit <laughs> and to not to not really want to <laughs> let them go. Um, and you also probably have to be a little bit crazy. And I, but, but you, you definitely have to be, you have to believe in the value of, of the things that you own, of, of the domain names that you own. You have to have conviction that if you do say no in the current buyer walks, that a higher bidder will come along in the future. And then, yeah, you also just really, you have to be willing to take the risk to say no to a smaller amount today which might still be a really solid amount of money to get the bigger pot later down the road. And yeah, I think that has definitely helped me with, with some of my sales to, to be able to do that, you know, and, and sometimes, sometimes it works out. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. One of my recent sales, which, which was made public was the sale of ruby.io, which I sold for 88000 uh, hey, maybe, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I sold that one just about a month or two ago. I bought that domain name for, I think, 1500 bucks back in, I think maybe four and a half years ago. I think it was late, late 2016. I remember after I bought the domain name, I, uh, I, I, I think I had seen Michael Seiger sell a, a different coding language .io and granted Ruby is is more than a coding language. It's you know obviously it's gemstone, but I remember seeing him sell one for like six thousand or something on on Flippa, and I was like, oh yeah, I just bought this for fifteen hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna go list it on Flippa and uh, try to sell it for like a similar amount. And I remember the high bid that I got uh, throughout the whole auction was like eight hundred dollars. Uh, which I think was what I paid, or no, um, uh, never mind. It was uh, less than what I paid for the domain name. Kind of get back to it. I I remember turning down probably in 2017 during the big crypto frenzy. There was a crypto company that came along and wanted to. They were willing to pay me 10,000 for for Ruby.io, and I had paid 1,500. You know, so that was would have been a 8,000. $500 gain in, you know, probably about a year's time, maybe even a bit less, which is pretty darn good. I, I ended up saying no, because I just, I thought this .io was, was so amazing. I, I, I wanted to be, you know, more in the 20 to $25,000 range back then, but this current buyer just, they wouldn't do it. So I decided to say no. And then I remember maybe a few months later, I was chatting with another .io investor and I was like, man, I, I kind of regret turning turning down this ten thousand dollar offer. I think I probably <laughs> should have. You know, that would have been a really good sale because you know a five figure .io sale is great, and I paid fifteen hundred bucks for it. So you know, then a few years later, now we're in twenty twenty one, and ten thousand dollars is like the wholesale cost for that domain name. You know, that it would probably actually sell for more than that at auction. So I ultimately ended up being happy that I turned down 10,000, obviously, because I ended up getting a much bigger sale. But I think deep down, I just knew that this domain name was, was better than the $10,000 sale. And so you have, to, you have to have a certain belief, even if it's, I don't know, maybe a little unrealistic at the time. 
in, in order to say no. And you have to be, you have to be willing to forego pretty good profits right now in order to possibly get more later on. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the only strategy that works. I mean, I, I could have sold that domain name for 10,000 and taken that 10,000 and bought some more. And ultimately, maybe I would have ended up in a better place than 88,000 for that domain name. But, you know, that takes a lot of work. I think one other thing I'll, I'll say about, you know, turning down big offers, um, especially for, you know, like the one word.coms, the big names is it takes so much work to, to get these domain names. And it's just getting harder every single day that at least to me, it's not super appealing to have, you know, having put all this time, you know, hundreds or thousands of hours into hunting these things down and, and buying them just to sell them for, for small profits. To me, it's just not worth it. You know, I'm, I'm like, it's going to be so hard to replace, you know, let me just say no to this amount of money. And, and one, because it took so much work to get, I just don't want to give it away for a you know, a couple more bucks than I bought it for. And you have to have the mentality that you're in this to ultimately, you know, make make a lot of money. I think if you believe all of those things, you know, you can feel better and, and um, be stronger about, about saying no to offers that probably most people would have otherwise taken. Hearing you say that, it's really you're sitting in this tension and it's the tension of you know, because I'm I, I'm just sitting there just listening to you and just really going through the mental gymnastics myself of, well, you know, yeah, you could have said yes to that 10K for Ruby.io, but you waited and you got the 88,000 or the 88K. But then there's this tension of, but do you wait a little bit longer? And now you're into the 100,000, 150,000, you know, land. But yeah. then I also go, well, that's not promised either because we could have a, you know, a collapse or a correction of some sort and we're back at square one and you don't even have anybody at the $10,000 level, you know, everything <laughs> just kind of shifts backwards. But it, it's, it's kind of like, man, how do you live in that tension of knowing, I, I don't know, I equated, I don't know about you, but I equated a little bit to, it seems like playing a, a little bit of Russian roulette or even um, blackjack or even uh, poker. Uh, to, you know, to a certain bit, because you're like, hey, you know, if I let this go, granted, somebody else could turn it around and, you know, it's 160,000. But if I let it go today and it's 88, you could also look up and go, oh, man, there it is expiring again. <laughs> or there it is for sale, because somebody's just like, listen, I'm just trying to get out of this thing and just at least get a little money versus, you know, nothing at all. Uh, so it's like you really don't know, but you sit in in this tension of do I sell, do I not, um, and that's something that you seem to do very very well. Yeah, thanks. I I try. I try. There's there definitely is that tension, and even with the the eighty eight thousand for for that domain name, there was still, you know, I was pushing for six figures. I, I had I had had a number of five figure .io sales, and I really wanted to get my first six figure one. And having just seen some other six-figure.io sales, I was like, now might be the time. And, you know, it just, it, it wasn't to be, but then you think, well, what else can I do with the, this 88,000 or, you know, whatever's left after Uncle Sam takes a big chunk of it. So there does become a point with every single domain name where it just does make more sense to, 
to say yes. But in order to get to that point, you typically have to say no to to some other decent offers. But no, there's there's always tension, so it's it's always a little nerve wracking, and uh, you know you you just you just hope that you end up making more good decisions than than bad ones. I think I was telling someone recently that you know I've made some some mistakes in domaining, but I've also I think I've made probably more good ones than bad ones. So you know I, I can't really. I can't really sit here and complain or look back at those mistakes. So as long as you're doing more good than mistakes, I, I think you're you're doing well. Now let me ask you this. Now, what does your wife think of all of this? Like, what does she make of it? <laughs> she, um, yeah, you know, she. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know whether she she loves them, loves domains, or hates domains, but <clears throat> yeah, she. She, I, I, you know, I, she thinks they're good. I mean, I, obviously. Since I've been able to sell some for some uh, decent amounts of money, I think she likes them because of that. And keep it going, keep it going until you mess up. You mess up, we got to have a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, luckily she's been pretty supportive with with me me saying no to some pretty good offers. You know, I think there's probably a lot of wives or spouses out there that would be like, you know, if you say no to this offer, it's so much money. If you say no, I'm going to I'm going to leave you right now. Like, don't be an idiot, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But um yeah, luckily she's she's been like, "Hey, whatever you want to do, you know? Whatever you want to do is cool. If you want to say no, it's fine, whatever." It's, That's it's awesome. Cool. Like, yeah. And is she is she been a great sounding board for you in terms of, you know, talking some of these through, uh whether it be acquisitions or divestitures or even you know just even in terms of partnering and just really growing uh your business your brand yeah yeah she's definitely been a, a great sounding board i think it's good to have someone like that that you can you can bounce domain ideas off of and you know i probably like 10 times a day i'm like hey what do you think of this domain i always give her these uh, these high you know these hypotheticals i'm like if you could have this domain or this domain, which would you pick? So it's it's actually kind of good to have someone that's not directly involved in the domain industry, but has right. a bit of knowledge just from you know hearing about it all the time to, to be able to tell you whether domain is good or bad. Honestly, if she says a domain is not, if she's like, ah, oh, that one sucks, that one's horrible. I actually, you know, I'm like, hmm, why is she thinking that, you know? Maybe right. she's right. So no, it's it's good. She's definitely helped with you know negotiation with with being like okay, no that that reply sounds good or um, yeah, let's let's tweak that a little bit, stuff like that. So no, she's been she's been great with 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 help and uh, support. Props to her for you know having to listen to me and talk about domains twenty four seven. Her yeah. your your wife and my wife would probably get along and be like, oh yeah. my gosh, thank you. There's somebody else out here that lives this pain of yeah, yeah. dot com and dot this and dot that. And it's like okay, yeah. All right. I think um, yeah. I think I think there needs to be a get together of like all the domainers' wives so they can just talk <laughs> about all like their experiences and trauma of having to listen to, to domains all day and everything like that. I'm sure they'd have plenty to talk about. It's like a, 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 a spouse um, support system. <laughs> yeah, Spousal exactly. support for domains. It's like yeah. everybody, come mm-hmm. one, come all, except the domainers. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is awesome. Hey, so then looking forward then, like, where do you see yourself going? I mean, it, like, do you just kind of see yourself forever uh, investing in domains? Or, you know, like, obviously, you probably didn't see yourself getting involved in D. DNWE, which is like literally 
just growing leaps and bounds, it seems like. And so, like, what's next for Josh, like, in terms of the domain industry? Where do you see yourself going? Yeah, I definitely probably see myself buying and selling domains, investing in them for the foreseeable future. Just because, you know, despite the, aside from the money, it's, it's just fun. You know, it's, it's a hobby. And it's a, it's a fun hobby as, as, as hobbies should be. So to imagine, you know, even if I, let's say I made, you know, let's say I sold a domain tomorrow for like $10 million or something. Do I see myself just saying, ah, all right, well, don't really need to do this anymore. I got my money. No, because it's, it's, it's an addiction, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a hobby. So I definitely see myself continuing buying and selling. And yeah, I, I like the software stuff. I like um, making products for the domain industry and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to doing maybe some software, maybe some SaaS businesses or trying to grow something that's not directly domain related as well, because that's pretty fun as well, especially if you, you know, you have a good partner that, that you work well with. And yeah, so I, I see myself continuing with DMWE, you know, right now we're, we're just, our mentality is let's just keep, let's just keep building this thing, you know, regardless if our growth, if our growth is, is slow or whether it's fast, let's just keep building it for foreseeable future and just giving, keep giving people more value. Right. So definitely going to keep working on that and hopefully still acquiring some, some great domain names, selling a few here and there. Um, even though it's, you know, always sad to see your, your babies go, but, um, <laughs> you, you gotta let them fly, you know, you gotta let them fly. Definitely. Um, so I'll probably just keep doing what I'm, what I'm doing, uh, right now. Um, we, we, we do, um, Josh and I's company, uh, J2X Ventures. Um, that's the, the legal entity behind, um, uh, behind DNW. We, we, we have a, a second software tool uh, product coming out pretty soon, which is going to be more on the uh, domain management side Uh-oh. of things. Drum uh, roll. To, to help with, <laughs> to help with that. <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely going to be working on that. So I'll have a second second product to be working on, and hopefully that will further enhance domain investors' experience in this industry. We'll, we'll see. Right. So, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. So then let me ask you this. So like y'all recently, well, I say recently changed. I mean, it's been what a couple months now that you all have gone to like, I guess a subscription model with DMWE, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We switched over. It was January 10th of of this year was the official launch date of switching from full commission or yeah, we were, we were all commissioned to a subscription model. Yep. January 10th. So in almost five months, I think. And how and how has that served you all? I mean, have you obviously? I know you've seen some sort of either uptick, downtick, or some unexpected things that have happened, whether good, bad, or the ugly. Like, what is what's kind of been the fallout so far that you've seen? I think it's been overly positive, an overly positive change. You know, we we did get some pushback uh, because now we require all users, whether buyers or sellers, to you know pay a small subscription fee, but we we honestly probably initially started making you know we were making less money than we were before as a as a company um and actually we probably still are right now but we we have a lot more we have a way you know more consistent 
revenue stream coming in that uh, is is nice because when you're when you're one hundred percent commission, when all the money you make is on commissions, you don't know whether you're going to have uh, whether what you're going to be making each month because it depends on crap the sales shoot. that you get. Yeah, yeah, it's a crapshoot. So you know, some months we would be making X, and some months we would be making you know five times that. So you would just never know. So as a company, as a company that was trying to scale and always have money to pay for development to keep building out the features that we wanted to build out. That's a little tough. You know, that's a little right. tough not knowing if, if the money you're bringing in is going to cover dev costs. So, you know, that wasn't really our main motivation. That was maybe one, one piece of it is yes, we wanted to, we didn't want to always have to wonder what we were going to be bringing in as a company, but we all, we, we wanted to be able to allow sellers to not have to pay any commission. That was our, our big thing. Because one, we're a liquidation platform, right? We're a, we're a wholesale platform. The last thing you want to do when you're thinking about liquidating a domain is have to increase the price of it to account for the commission that's going to be taken out. Or you know you don't want to have to make those calculations. You just want to sell the name and get whatever you get exactly what you sold it for. So switching to a subscription model allowed us to to be able to not charge a commission anymore, which I think is a first in the industry, a platform that doesn't charge any commission uh, to to the sellers. So a lot of people did think that was awesome, uh, which we were really happy about to be able to provide that. So no, it's it's been it's been good, it's been good overall, and I don't have any regret that that we actually made that that switch. Right. I was about to say, and it seems like at least from everything that I've seen or read either on Twitter or heard in passing uh, that that all the way around, everybody seems to um, have positive feedback for it. Obviously, change is always going to be difficult for some, but in most cases for most of everyone that has, you know, stuck around uh, in, in terms of remaining as a customer and signing up for their subscription model account, to me, it seems as if folks you've helped folks actually gain consistency themselves in knowing you know because it's it's kind of like okay well if you're going to pay a commission you know you're all you're you're still doing funny math if you will because you know if you know okay yeah i'm gonna do 20 percent. well i'm gonna up at 30 percent so that i can actually get really what i want to get out of it or hope to get what i want to get out of it versus now i mean that's not necessarily the case it's just like hey Put it at a price that'll sell. Yes, you have this monthly uh, subscription fee, but that's something that's not always, you know, swaying on you on each transaction, um, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. And so, in this case, I think it's it's worked out to be to uh, to be a positive for for both. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, your your customer base is growing, so you know, or I rather I assume that it's growing. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which is, which is great, but no, you're, you're definitely, you're definitely correct. I, I think it's, it's nice to just pay a small monthly fee. And I mean, it's, it's, it's small. It's, uh, it's like the, uh, the cost of a Netflix subscription, you know, is, is the price you have to pay to be able to sell unlimited amounts of domains commission-free. So I, I think that for most sellers is probably they are yes they're paying a subscription fee now but they are probably saving so much money um, not having to pay commission and in in turn they one nice change is the sellers they don't have to they don't have to list the domain name for as much money anymore right because right. let's say let's say you bought a domain name just for a little example let's say you bought a domain name for a thousand dollars right and 
you want to get your $1,000 back, which is one of the purposes of our platform is to allow you to do that. Um, but now you have to, and let's say the wholesale price was right around $1,000 for that. But now you have to mark it up. Now you have to mark, you know, our commission was was 12% before we made, we made the switch. So now you have to mark up that name in order to get your thousand bucks. You have to mark it up to uh, $1,120, if my math is correct. And in, in certain examples, um, in certain prices, sometimes that amount that you would have to upcharge that domain name and increase that price would actually move it out of being yep. a wholesale price or something that would sell quickly. So you wouldn't end up getting that sale uh, and getting your money back, or you would then have to just list it at a thousand bucks, which is what it could sell for quickly at. And then you're after commission, you're going to be taking a loss. So um, ultimately I think it's been better. And then in turn for buyers, because the sellers don't have to increase the price to account for commission, they're able to get names cheaper than they would have uh, otherwise. Um, in, you know, in that example, the buyer would have had to pay. Well, you know, buy, buyers, yes, they do have to pay. Um, you know, pick up the the dan fees, but even with the dan fees, oftentimes they they will have saved money um, because they're getting the domain for less than um, what it would have been if if it was priced higher. So I don't know. Long story short. All in all, I think everyone is is a winner with with the subscription service just because of how how everything falls into place. Totally agree. And like I said, you know, wish you guys the best with DNWE and in terms of Appreciate continued it. success as well as you know this this next product, this this mystery product that's out here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you listeners, you're just gonna have to stick around just to see yeah. and hear about yeah. what it is. Uh, now, let me ask you this because you, you you're developing those, um, and really it's I mean, those are full-blown products, but have you considered also developing any other of your domain names that's, you know, a part of your portfolio? I've considered developing some, some of my geo domains, some of my like real estate domains, but I don't know. I, it's probably just a combo of laziness or not really, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not Tell really. The truth. I can, yeah, you know, Tell so, the yeah. truth. <laughs> I think it's probably laziness and also not really, I don't know, part of me just wants to spend that money that I would have spent on developing, you know, let's say like a little lead gen site on more domain names. Right. Um, and I know that's, that's a real consideration. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think developing a software product like DNWE is, is, you know, entirely different. It's a different ball game than, um, you know, just using one of your domains to maybe make a lead gen site or, or uh, do something because then, with that, then you have to spend money on SEO or, or um, content marketing or paid search to get the traffic to make some of those developed projects succeed. You know, I, I would, I would, I would have no problem probably using one of my own really good domain names if I had a great idea for you know maybe a, a, a another SaaS business or something like that. But as far as um, as far as developing for just little projects, I haven't really wanted to do it, or I haven't really gotten around to doing it. Rather, right? Well, I mean, selling Ruby dot 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 io for eighty eight thousand, yeah. you don't have to, right? You don't yeah, have yeah, to. There, there is that. There is that. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many domains do you have in your portfolio? It's pretty small. It's pretty small, to be honest. I think I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually just about at like 290 domains. So Get out super of here. small. Yeah, super, super small, super small. 
Um, I was at I was at more domain names and when I say more, I don't mean that much more. I think maybe my peak was around maybe a hundred more, but gotcha. a lot of those were, you know, uh, promo regis- registrations of .co domains or dot .io domains, just kind of the, the crappier ones. And I don't know, I just find myself kind of thriving more in the premium domain names, like the the less quality or sorry, uh, <laughs> less quantity, <laughs> high, higher, higher quality. I was like, uh, wait a minute. Know. Hold on. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I have never really had much of a desire to build a big portfolio and have to manage it and have to pay all those renewals. And, right. And I don't know, it just kind of gives me anxiety a little bit. So I haven't really done that. I mainly just, you know, ever since I've kind of evolved to the, the higher quality .io, dot co and and dot com domain names i've kind of just stuck with with that and so yeah my my portfolio is pretty pretty tiny uh compared to (laughs) compared to most investors i would say right right and so how do you like what is your strategy in terms of renewals are you just on an annual basis or you know what what type of mental gymnastics do you put yourself through to you know say hey this is something that's worth uh renewing again or this is something that you know i'm just gonna let go so I, I definitely do in that, you know, 290 domains, I, I do have that segment of domains in there that are those ones that that are more, you know, would just be classified as inventory. I guess you would say that you would look to kind of just rinse and repeat and sell for, you know, one, 1,000, 2,000 domains or two, $2,000. So on those ones, I think if I'm thinking about renewing them, I, I look at kind of the data. I look at, have I gotten some inquiries on this one over the past year? If so, you know, how serious were they? I then check to see uh, how many end users this domain name possibly is an upgrade for or how likely it, it, it is that another new company is going to be created that is going to use this brand name and how many extensions the domain name is is taken in and also just go on gut feel of if i think this domain name has a realistic shot to to sell in you know the next the next few years but i've definitely dropped a lot of you know the smaller domain names like the ones i bought for you know a dollar or 2 dollars in in promos just because one it's just for me, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't really, it's not really my game, you know? And I, I, sometimes I try to play a game that I'm, I'm not super great at, which other people are amazing at. And I find myself just thinking, let me just not have to manage those. And let me just stick to what I'm good at, which is more getting, you know, the, the higher quality domains and, and less quantities of them. But yeah, I think there's only a certain amount of time in each day and, and you can't you can't do everything. And so playing to your strengths, I think, is something that you got to you got to take into account and focus on. So that makes perfect sense. I mean, you got to do what's best for you uh, from a, a personal standpoint and professional standpoint. Well, wrap it up, man. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners or if listeners were listening to this and they're like, man, I want to get in contact with Josh, like how might they do so? Yeah. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to reach out or chat domain names or has any questions, need any help. I'm always willing to help out uh, anyone in the community. So I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. You can, uh, you can find me on Twitter, my handle. It's not super easy, but uh, um, <laughs> it's J yeah, it's J S T E 
NN13. Uh, that's my handle, or, or you can email me at josh at ultradomains.com. Um, that's nice. probably my best email. Yeah, that's probably my best email. <laughs> that's a domain name that I, I think I bought for 2000 back in the day when I wanted to, I, mean, I wanted a domain name for my uh, FD Marketplace back oh. in, I think, 2016. And so I was like, I saw that one at auction and I scooped it up and that's what I used. And now I just kind of more use it for, you know, if I do the occasional brokerage or stuff like that, I'll kind of just do it under the Ultra Domains brand. So yeah, josh at ultradomains.com. You can email me there or Twitter, or uh, if you have any questions about DNWE, feel free to feel free to ask um, at either of those venues, or you can email support at dnwe to learn more about that as far as dnwe goes we we're we're constantly making some changes we we have we just launched uh dutch auctions recently which uh, for anyone that doesn't know what a dutch auction is it's a reverse auction where the seller starts the domain name at uh call it you know six hundred dollars and each day the domain name goes down in price uh at a set increment until the domain name uh, either reaches the bottom level, which on our platform is ninety nine dollars uh, at at the end, and ours run for ten days. But yeah, we're we're we just launched those. So if you want to try those out, um, we're we're we've had a bunch of uh, uh, domain sell at, at Dutch auctions so far, and we're making some cool updates to those pretty soon to make that experience a little bit better. If you are actually, if you so. What I would recommend for newer investors is is BN Academy. Um, shout out to Mike Seiger for that. And if you join DNWE, uh, you can get some money off of your DN Academy uh, subscription. So um, if anyone everybody wants to take loves a discount. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, if anyone if anyone wants to take advantage of that, feel free. It's just a little value add that that we put in there. So keep uh, eyes out for some more updates on DNWE. And uh, we're just going to keep pushing, pushing hard to, to make it even better for, uh, for domainers. And so with that, we're out of time. But Josh, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your entrepreneurial experience, man. Yeah, thanks a bunch, Alvin. It was, uh, it was a blast. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure doing the podcast. Thanks for having me on and, and uh, look forward to, to uh, chatting with you more and seeing you again at uh, Future NamesCon when we can go back in person. Yeah, we've got to do dinner, man. We've got to Absolutely. do dinner for sure. So Let's do it up. Yeah, certainly. So thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. And last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.